0: Welcome back to the Knicks Rewind Podcast. Um, as we say at the start of almost every episode these days, it's been a while. It's a while, yeah, it's But been a now while. we have a pretty exciting announcement that we're going to be joining a basketball network. It's called um, the Basketball Podcast Network with Amaze Media. We're very excited about that. Um, to, are very you know, excited about that. Network with yeah. some other guys, build some connections, have some great guests on for you guys. It's going to be really fun. Anyway, that's a short announcement. That's more details yeah. about that will come later.
1: Yeah, we're going to be pumping out a lot more content, though. So look for these weekly, maybe twice a week. It will be um, twice a week. Yeah, maybe twice a week. At least weekly, though. We'll, yeah. I'll promise we can promise weekly.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so we're just, since we haven't done one of these in like a month and a half, we're not going to go obviously through every game that we've missed because that's pointless and who cares about that. So, we'll talk oh. about last night's big win against the Lakers. Uh-huh. We'll talk about just some. Other guys recently, how they've been playing, just shoot out some stats, some numbers, some thoughts, um, and some just eye test stuff. So let's just get started. Get right into it. Last night, the Knicks defeated the Lakers. I felt good throughout pretty much the whole game. The Lakers didn't look very good. Uh, You know, they cut it to five at one point. I think it was Mm -hmm. either late third, early fourth. But you know, we controlled the game. Like we were,
1: we controlled the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but
0: so. you know, with the likes of Noel's defense and Taj, Taj's hustle, we were able to prevail, which was nice. So we beat them one eleven to ninety six, a fifteen point victory at home. That makes us having a three game winning streak. We just won the three straight at home. Yeah. I want to talk about this real quick because we, I was getting, yeah. I was getting really sad after the loss to what? Minnesota, the loss to Dallas. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know, what? the season from heaven, it's slipping away. It was a great I, I, run, yeah. and if we don't even win another game, like I'll still be happy with what we saw this year. I was I was I was talking on Twitter and to you and to family and friends like how the season felt like it was coming to a close and we were fighting for one of the shitty playing games. But yeah. now I'm fully revived and I'm ready great to go again. <laughs> These 3 games, felt- yeah, go ahead.
1: I I felt I it just it felt eerily familiar, um, in my in my short tenure as a Knicks fan, and in my short time on this earth so far, this has happened a few times where we've we've kind of hung around five hundred um, about halfway through the season. And then just lost a bunch of close games in a row. And that what that is what happened. Like we we lost a bunch of close games in a row, but but this team is different. And I think it starts with Thibodeau and it starts at the top. And I was saying the same things as you. I was like, I I was very mad at this team for a very long time. Like a, a a good solid week there when I just everything about it just disgusted me with the way that we were playing. And it was just but 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 I would I'm happy to say that we are out of that. Like Very you
0: said, high. it starts at the top with what Tibbs and the whole coaching staff has been doing. But what these guys do on a nightly basis and how they always yep. fight, you know, and we saw this with the Memphis game, which was just a phenomenal game. That was one of my favorite games of the year, especially watching. My favorite player, my guy R.J. Barrett, like just take over that game. It was so fun. For that me. was
1: that was the most fun game. One of the most fun games I. That
0: in Atlanta life. were probably my two favorite games of the year. And I love Sacramento too. That Sacramento, the big game. blowout where we scored like 140. And
1: Frank played yeah. for like the first time, and that was one of the happiest moments of my
0: life. Yeah, that was actually the last. Time, I think that was the last time we did a podcast. That came yeah, out. I think it was too. Um, but yeah, I mean the way this team continues to fight night in and night out is so fun. So specifics of last night, Randall had a big night. There were some there's some critiques I have though. Will you read out his stats? Will you pull up the stats real quick? I should have had those up, but um He had a great night. I think he had like thirty one, uh three assists, another double double with rebounds, obviously, as he always does. There and you know, the shot making is great. He shot like fifty percent from the field or something like that. I have very little complaints with Randall, but to get nitpicky I don't even know if it's nitpicky because it. I mean, it might be a little bit bigger than nitpicky. Yeah. The offense when he's in the game, he holds the ball a little long it, at times, and it, it disrupts the flow. Like we'll go on a run, or he'll be it, struggling, and he'll try to shoot out of something, and it
1: and it, it won't go great. What'd uh-huh. you see? I have the stats up now, um, and I, and I saw a, a lot of similar things to you with with Randall, I, and I've seen this for a while now. It feels like kind of ever since the break, he's become a little bit more ball stoppy. Like there are a lot of times when there are wide open guys just like right next to him and he just doesn't like look at them. Like he is zoned in, tunnel vision on the basket. He also he was very good at the beginning of the year at passing out of double teams and, you know, making that quick decision and forcing the defense to kind of scramble a bit. But he's kinda of gotten in a weird position with the double teams now. Um he kinda of spins around and Nibbles and takes a while to decide who he wants to pass to, and often ends up in a turnover. Um, but he shot the shit out of them last night. I mean, he and was, he hits
0: some big shots. A couple of it, his threes were dropping.
1: He, One he of just had head. from the beginning of the game. You could just tell that he was going to score a lot. But at the same time, I, I would still think that there's a bit of a different tone to his game. Like he had four assists and seven turnovers. You know, last night, and and that's that's okay. But like when you have three more turnovers than you have assists that's a big problem and it's something to look out for later in the year but I think he needs to kind of go back to that first half um, type of player that he was when he was letting the game come to him he was making quick decisions he was kind of sticking to his jumper I've seen a little bit more he kind of just rams his way inside and, and hopes for the best and he's very good at that but he's also i don't know i i i've seen a little bit with randall that i haven't
0: loved and i don't love saying this Dude, either because yeah. of how I don't love phenomenal he's been and the improvements yeah. he's made like it's it, but you know now he's set an expectation for himself exactly yeah. where and- it's become a nightly thing like words it became a nightly thing where he was just great making great reads great at everything when he has a game where he doesn't always do that you know you notice it and last yeah. year, this this game of seven turnovers, three assists would be, you know, a regular thing, but now – or four assists, whatever it was. Um, but now we we see it. It, it stands out more.
1: Yeah, and, and we, we talked. I mean, Johnny and I text every game, and I'd say at the beginning of the year, anytime Julius did anything, we're just like, all hail Julius. Like, we loved him, like, everything he did. And now it's kind of like – it feels like I'm sending – more negative text than I am positive text about him because it's just like I'm getting a little bit. I can get a little bit frustrated um with the way he plays sometimes. But yeah, all in I mean, all, it's, it's just his a little, shot making is an asset.
0: Man. Yeah, I mean he's been incredible yeah. all year. But sometimes when the ball stops in his hands a little bit, when I wanted him to make the extra pass to RJ or you know whoever we got in the corner Reggie, or Reggie, whatever. right, and it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, you should have seen that. But also like he's been great all year. Like what am I gonna say? Yeah. RJ had an off night. I think he was like two for eleven.
1: I thought he had a great game last night. I thought he played really well. I, he didn't shoot well, but he played really, really good basketball. He played great defense,
0: too. All night. He and he, he had some great... He started off the game with, like, three assists. I don't think he had many more, but he also had some great pass that were just missed shots. Or, or pass-two yeah. assist-type great shots. So, I mean, that's just phenomenal to see. That was, like, the main thing. That in the three-point shooting, obviously, heading into the year that I wanted to see. I wanted, him, I wanted to see him, like... Have a takeover factor. And although we haven't seen it aside from actually like the Memphis game where he's like taking over by scoring, we've seen him take over with his playmaking of it mm-hmm. and him running the offense. And for a kid doing that at 20 years old is spectacular.
1: I completely agree. I think the ball needs to be in his hands more, um, especially late in the game. I think one thing I noticed is that he's the third option in crunch time, you know, because Burke's... The offense runs through Burks. You
0: know? yeah, it's really bizarre, actually. Really I want weird. to talk about yeah, this for a minute because he recently, he's been like really quiet first three quarters and then the fourth quarter hits and he'll, he like, he, the ball he, gets, up. he brings up the ball and it generally doesn't leave his hand until at least one screener yeah. comes. He takes a shot or maybe he'll make like one pass here or there, but it's usually just like, it goes through him, which is really weird considering he comes off the bench, doesn't play always great in the first three quarters. It's bizarre,
1: but I don't. I mean, I don't bizarre. mind it. He's closed it many games for us. He's hit some big shots. No, he he has. I mean, he has. I'll give that to him. But sometimes it's it can be a little hard to watch. Just him. Just he. He's kind of he plays kind of. We kind of call him a spaz sometimes because he goes to the basket and just like he he's all over the place. Like he'll dribble the ball. He also doesn't take the best shots. But he has become our de facto fourth quarter point guard and and playmaker. And that's uh, fun. But I, I mean, I'd rather him in the yes, game when we yeah. need
0: scoring and we need someone to create than, like, you know, Elf. And at this point, in his career probably quickly, too, because of just inconsistency.
1: Yeah, and, and the next stage, and if we want RJ to take that role, the next stage for RJ is is really to become a good one-on-one isolation score. Specifically and
0: ball handling.
1: Specifically, yeah, specifically ball handling and, and be able to create his own shot. and as RJ is... What he's become is a really, really good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, and he's really good like off the catch, going to the basket, attacking closeouts, and he's great and off, going, pick you know, going downhill. off pick and rolls. Downhill, off pick and rolls, he's unstoppable. But the next step for him is to become—and he's taken all the necessary steps so far. But what's separating him right now from becoming like a very good player and, a, and an all-star— is that isolation aspect. And, and I, I assume he'll get there.
0: Um, right. And, you know, our like, offense, like most NBA teams down the stretch, like it becomes pretty stagnant. Like guys are tired. Guys give it to one guy and like try to go get a bucket.
1: Our guys are really tired, though. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> our guys are – so you I really – it's really prevalent yeah. with this team. At the end of yeah. games, like you're like, all right, Alec Burks, like you've had some rest. You come off the bench, like go get us a bucket. Or, you know, Randall yeah. will do it too where he'll try to just like take his guy. He did this a couple of nights last night where he like turned over a couple times, which was a little bit frustrating. But anyway, that right, like as you said, that's the next step for RJ is being the guy who we can rely on to go get a bucket when it really matters. And exactly. you saw, I mean, you saw it happen a couple of times where he caught the ball downhill against Memphis and overtime he got a big bucket, or he was going downhill in the fast mm-hmm. break to tie the game. But also when everyone is set and it's a five on five half court, you don't always see him get the ball, get a screen from Taj and just go because it's usually an Alec Burks's him, but and, and, uh, not, not many uh. complaints. Cause like I said, he's closed so many games for us, but as a big RJ fan, I would like to see the ball in RJ's hands down the stretch more.
1: I would too. I, I do think I want to point this out. I think it's pretty awesome. How I think how well RJ's played. And there are still so many factors that feel like are in his way. Like he is a guy who's going to benefit from great spacing because of how much he attacks the basket. We still don't have great spacing. And the next best aspect of his game, arguably, is the way he plays in transition. And we do not get out in transition ever. Um, So I think, like, as we evolve as a team, as we kind of become younger and and a lot of these guys continue to grow um, and we get more shooting, hopefully, I think he just I will continue to see that year to year improvement and he and he really becomes a, a great player. So I'm really excited for that that's kind of our RJ segment. But,
0: That'll be you know, our RJ, RJ segment. Alfred Payton had a big game.
1: Oh man. Look, shout out Colby Hall.
0: Shout out Colby Hall, our guy. Anyways, so, Alfred Payton yeah. he gets a lot of shit from us, from Nick's Twitter, from everyone. From everyone. No, like, not from not even really well even liked. Mike Breen sometimes. Yeah. And and uh I I noticed he took a three and Clyde just yelled brick. Like <laughs> it was, I thought it was hilarious. But Elf had a great game. He was, like, assertive. He he went to the rim. And he was passing well. He got out in transition. He wanted to run. I was like, if you get this Elf 50% of the time, like, that's still not the guy I necessarily always want in the starting lineup. But, like, it's more respectable.
1: Yeah. Elf is – Elf's a funny player. Like, he – it's hard to define his game because he used to be this, like, fast pass first point guard who – you know, is is were just dime guys? That was his whole thing. Like he was just a passer. Like I and remember and a good defender and a good defender. And he doesn't really pass the ball a whole lot. Like I think his his career assist average coming into the season was like six and a half. Yeah, now and it's three. He's averaging three and a half this year, which is just odd. Like he he hadn't had a season I don't think below six. And it's uh, weird
0: because we have guys like RJ and Randall who can go score. It's not, like he's, yeah, it's not like he's the only yeah. scoring option. And we have Reggie, who's been great from three recently. Funny. So I, it's just it's a, it's a weird fit. It's a weird yeah. play style. But, I mean, he played a great game. I'm not going to say – He gets say, to
1: the rim, though. Like I'll, I'll give him that. He gets anyway. to the
0: rim, and he doesn't finish very well.
1: But No. But he gets there, and some games – he finishes well.
0: Right. And, and, and when the offense gets well. stagnant yeah. at times, it's nice to have a guy who will just like go to the rim rather than just settle for right a deep behind. three.
1: Exactly. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't really settle. Like he, he occasionally he'll take one of those terrible floaters in the lane and a pull-up jumper maybe or a a bad corner three, but he he gets to the rim and this is probably the most positive I'll speak about him all year because inevitably he's going to have – what Elf does is he has like four really bad games. Tibbs kind of stops playing him a little bit, starts to look in other directions, and then he has a great game. Yeah. Another great game. And then game. he just bought himself like ten more know, games was, with his, Tibbs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like, I remember there was a point when Quickly was just bawling early in the year and Elf was playing terribly. And Elf has one really good game against the Blazers and Quick got like ten minutes and I was like, all right, like the elf elf starting for the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. For the rest of the year. So Well this I, is a but, good
0: segment into the quickly stuff because recently he's been inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, you know, he still provides the big sport scoring spark off the bench that we'll need and he'll he provides spacing and like him just being on the floor is a guy who can get to the line, hit an open three okay. and create for guys like himself and other guys. Like it's still valuable even if the shot's not dropping. No. But I like to see the shot dropping at a no, no. higher rate than it has been
1: recently. He just, I, and I, I love quickly to death and I feel bad because I feel like he was in so much of a better position at the beginning of the year than he is now. Like I love the Rose trade from all angles, except for the fact I think it has hurt his development a little bit. I think at the beginning it was nice and he was playing really well, but I think since Rose has been on the team, quickly's play has kind of fallen off a little bit um just because minutes i don't think he's he's not getting as much freedom i feel bad because he's on he's similar to obi in the sense sometimes that he plays at like 14 minutes or, or he comes in for five seven minutes and he gets yanked if he doesn't if he's not playing well you know he doesn't have tips kind of has him on a short leash um but i mean other than other with quickly like what what have you seen in terms of like why he's not scoring as much as he was early in the year
0: well he's on the scouting reports now and you can see that yeah yeah you know yeah. it's prevalent really prevalent in the miami games that we've had where they'll just they did this with rj2 they would just like trap him I and mean, he's exactly. young like he and he's young he's not he's gonna get flustered right he's not gonna know exactly what to do And like people know who he is now He you know that he, they know that he's a great three-point shooter and they know the floater and the floater has not been dropping recently not that's, been falling. Yeah, that's one thing not i wanted to say falling. like the floater's not dropping he's got to find a different and it's early we're not saying like this has to happen now like, he's a rookie who is a 25th yeah, or whatever he's got a lot of time
1: and he's he's going to he's going to be fine, he's going to continue but... to
0: get better and he'll be a very good guard in this league for like a long time i think but right now you got to have some sort of other move around the rim that you can go to because the the floater, it, like from the eye test, I don't have the numbers on it. It feels like it drops 30% of the he's time. Not,
1: he's not hitting his floaters. He has not hit his floaters in a while. Yeah. yeah. And he also, the one thing I've noticed also is he's he, he was getting those cheeky foul calls a lot earlier in the year. And he doesn't get them anymore. Uh,
0: yeah, that's just annoying because, sick. look, I don't like that foul. But also, like, I, I, I also, but I what I like. Call it fairly. Yeah. Right. You got to call it fairly. And I just don't like when refs are inconsistent. I'd rather be refs be consistent with both teams, with them calling that call, them not calling that call. Than, exactly. like, it's just because it's just annoying, right? Because he he's obviously a young player, like he he thinks he should be getting these calls, and the way he was being officiated, in the way a lot of these other guys get officiated, they do get these calls, but now yeah, that he's not always getting them, it's
1: it's it's weird. It's become kind of like a weird hole in the game because objectively, like he is getting fouled, even if he's like kind of dribbling low and bringing his arms up and just running his arm or his arms into the hands or arms of another player or of a defender. He's still getting fouled, but he, they're not calling it. And and they give that call to Harden and they give these cheeky calls on the three pointers to Wes Matthews, like all of last night. And I don't know. I think getting to the line, not getting to the line as much has really hurt his, uh, his scoring production. And yeah. I, I hope I don't know. I hope that can change. Um, He also he needs to figure out how to get all the way to the rim, because a floater is an inefficient shot. Um, He's got to figure out how to how to get to the rim. Right, and And
0: you see, like he's still small. Right, he's not like a strong. He's not a straight. He doesn't have a big frame. He'll get bigger. What do you say?
1: He's not a big athlete. He's not a huge athlete. Right, so he's always used
0: his finesse and technique to get to the line and floated over these bigs. But when the floater's not drawing, like dropping, you have to figure out. All right, how am I going to create contact in the paint against like an Andre Drummond?
1: Yeah, I mean he really has to work on his handle. He's got to like he honestly has to study a guy like Steph, and that's kind of an unfair comparison. But Steph is so good around the basket Um, for
0: not being an athlete, for not being for not being a great athlete. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like they're kind of comparable um, athletically, Um, like. 6'2", 6'3", pretty skinny. Um, and he's got to work on his handle um, for that to happen. But Steph's so good finishing um, and using his body and like getting the ball over defenders and stuff. Another so. guy,
0: another unfair comparison, but like a Dame Lillard Exactly, yeah. Type. Um, exactly. Anyway, okay. So we'll move on to Taj and Nerland filling Mitch's role. This is not like specific oh, to boys, last night. Man. This is more like yeah. over the last couple weeks because we haven't talked yeah, no, about okay. this really. But it, it also... This is a topic that has not is not dated. Taj and Nerlens have done such a great job. And I'm so happy. Like we picked like we signed Nerlands to a five year contract. And what was the stat Five again? million. Five million. So five that's million. that's what I meant. Five million dollar contract.
1: Five year contract.
0: <laughs> Thank God we didn't sign it to a five year <laughs> contract. No, five million dollar contract. Sure. What was the stat? I should have it pulled up. That he's like number one in defensive number one plus in defensive minus.
1: Box. Box plus minus, like two or three in block percentage. Yeah. Like fourth in the league in blocks too. He, he's having a great year.
0: He's having such a great year. And same – like Taj just defines what I want in a backup big. I love Taj. The guy knows his role. Yeah. He fights for every rebound. He's always gassed when he gets taken out. And like that's perfect. And he's, he's like – what, he, what is he, 36, 35? He's basically playing for free too. Like, he's he's on basically like a, a playing in for a free. contract yeah, it's awesome. And these guys have done such a great job. And as as uh, Mike likes to point out on the broadcast, like Mitch's injury could have been devastating. Like it could have exactly. completely really ruined their have, season. Yeah. As their starting big, who was ha- was having his best season mm-hmm. defensively, even if the numbers weren't you know as as good as they have been. But like he was right. having by the eye test and by like advanced stats, his best defensive yeah, best season. Yeah, and offensive. So, uh, but they've done such a good job in filling that role. I, I, I'm so happy with that.
1: I really am, too. I think it, just the way that Taj comes in and might not play for that long um, and might play for long. Like, Tibbs sometimes leaves him he in. He closes it's very a fluid. lot of the games. It's very fluid. Yeah, the way that, that the two of them, like, they each kind of play, like, somewhere between, like, 28 and 20 minutes a night. And I don't know. Whoever's playing better on any given night, like, finishes the game. And last night it was in Orleans, But Taj played really well, too. You know, I think – to have the two of them work as hard as they each do on defense. And Nerlens has a really unique skill set just with the way he can move. And he's so bad. Like, Nerlens block blocks shots that I do not think are going to get blocked. Um, and Tosh just works and rebounds and boxes out and such a cliche, but does all the little things um, yeah. that you need him to do on the court. So, huge fan of both. Yeah, just, we're just praising, praising him. him.
0: And yeah. they deserve it because they've been so. They've been keeping this season alive. They've been holding down the paint, and it's so fun exactly. to watch because it's these guys perfect. have been unsung heroes of the whole season. Totally. You want to move on to the rental veteran? I think this is a really interesting topic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So right now, Burks, Noel, and Rose, and I'm sure there's, and you know, like you got like Taj, but we're gonna focus on those three guys. Yeah. They're all unrestricted free agents after the season. We brought them all, or we traded yeah. for Rose, who's on his last year of his contract. Noel and Burks, we signed a one-year deals. W- which one of these guys would you want to bring back? Uh-huh. And if so, what type of money would you pay them?
1: So, out of these three, I let Rose walk.
0: Interesting. Uh, okay. I... What if it's for like he's getting paid seven million right now? We wouldn't think, give him seven I, million.
1: I he's gonna. I think he's gonna come pretty wanted by um, contenders on the market. And I think as we get younger, and like I, I want to try to sign a younger guard this offseason. And Rose is has kind of defied time and and health and and everything um, over the course of his career, like becoming still being the player he is. I think he's thirty two, maybe, but. At the same time, I just don't think he necessarily fits in with our future. I think it depends on what kind of contract he can get, but I don't think he fits in with our future plan. I think we kind of make over. Um, if he comes in as a backup, you know, if we get a guy like Lonzo, assuming we let Elf go. For the love of God. For the love of God and, and see him never. Sorry, Colby. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Colby. But I, I yeah, I... Rose and then hopefully sign Rose as a backup. But I feel like he's going to get a chance to start somewhere. And I don't want to give him that. I think we we sign a, a young guard. I want to see him. I like you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: let me talk about Rose for a minute because I think it's interesting because I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's, I, he, he's enjoying his time here. And, yeah, uh, and I bet you he know, I lo- I'm sure he loves playing under Tibbs and playing with Taj and these guys. Like he's building a culture here. If I had to guess, he would take a bit of a smaller deal to go to like a contender.
1: Yeah. that That's what I'd think. Like to try to win a championship, to try to
0: win a championship. Yeah. Because right now, like at the way it's looking, he'll be the only MVP to never make the hall of fame. I think, you know, he boosts his, it boosts his, it boosts point, his case a little bit. Yeah. If he goes, win the championship as like a solid yeah. good backup, but right, he goes to the
1: Lakers or and he's like, if Schroeder leaves the Lakers and he goes there and like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So he's 32 right now. He's making 7.6 million. Mm-hmm. Would you bring him back on like a two year, fifteen million?
1: Yeah, I would. I think if 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 it means you know you kind of, I I just don't. I I want I want quickly to really get a chance to to get big minutes, and I worry that as long as Rose is in the building, Rose is getting those minutes. Right. right. Like Tibbs, just, Tibbs just loves that man unconditionally, and. I, I worry. Yeah, that's that's my only fear with with Rose, and I just I don't know if he fits in with our timeline because I think it's not even the case of right. Is quickly going to be better than Rose next season. That's kind of the question that we have to ask. Plus, you're, you you get to develop quickly in the process. Right. He's and, only
0: twenty one and he's on a exactly, way smaller yeah. deal.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's an interesting. I want to go. Yeah. Get Lonzo or big game hunt.
0: One guy that I realized I left off that list was Reggie, but we'll get to him in a sec.
1: Oh, that's an interesting.
0: That's one. De- That's definitely an interesting one because I think, well, you know, we will we'll talk about him right now. We're kind of have him on a bargain. I feel like for four point two million. Oh my god, we totally do. We have him on a bargain. He's like a he's our smart starting small forward, best wing defender. He's a great three and D guy. Three and D guy, guy on, a, which, on a playoff team right now. Those guys get paid, man. So he's gonna take more money. That's not happening again.
1: Yeah, that's, that's not happening. So, what We're, type
0: of deal yeah. do you see as because re- I want to bring him back? I like what he does with this team. And I mean, I don't see us like sign. There, obviously, there's no. Yeah. We're not going out to get Kawhi Leonard this summer, right? So, like, you kind of have to assume no. that he's going to have a. If we bring him back, he'd have a big role as he did this year. Right. What type of money? He's 30 years old, just turned 30
1: pretty recently. What type of money would you give him? I would give him. I don't know. This is tough because my ideal vision for next year is we go Lonzo at the one quick at the two RJ at the three. And I don't want to give, cause I think Reggie might command $10 million a year. And if he's going to come off the bench, I don't know. That's if not really worth it. Yeah. I don't see
0: quickly starting next year.
1: Really? Even next to Lonzo? I Even think they work Alonzo. so well together. You put quick. And oh, Lonzo I think so too, show, but I just I don't it.
0: see it happening. With fair. the way Tibbs has used him this year, That's I think point. Tibbs just likes him as a bench score. And honestly, I'm not gonna argue that. I'm
1: not gonna argue with that. That's fair. I would bring Reggie in to be our starting small forward next year. Me too. I totally. Would. I would. Yeah. I
0: don't, Ten million might be generous. I would probably do it at eight or nine. Yeah, like, two
1: years, like two years. Two years.
0: Two years. 18, 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it's I worry. Dicey. Yeah. But it like, is dicey. on the other hand, like. Who? What? What else would we spend this money on?
1: Exactly. Right. Like we
0: have money for Lonzo. With by right. you know if, we can also like sixty
1: million dollars in cap space.
0: Right. We have so much money. Huh? Yeah. So I think I mean and and this is money that you have to spend. You can't just we've learned this lesson. You can't just conserve this money, hoping forever. to get big ever, names ever. and hold it forever. Like you got to compete first. And I think Reggie's yeah. Reggie's done that this year and it's been great. We so, also
1: yeah it it also it's going to come to the point when I think we're going to have to make a trade soon or or try to go big game hunting soon because we're going to eventually have to pay RJ and we're probably going to give RJ a max deal and make a decision with Julius. And we have all these players on these low bargain contracts right now. So, I mean, now is the time to kind of use the cap space, but we have to use it wisely. I think that's going to be... You know, it's
0: funny. We have like the lowest payroll in the league and we're still paying Joakim Noah $6.5 million. Actually. For the next two years. (laughs)
1: jesus dude oh my god man thank you phil thank you phil he's retired man dude's in montana living it up hired phil's retired and joe Keem's retired oh yeah well
0: phil's been retired too yeah Wait, uh, joe I, King's I, in
1: Montana. i thought because phil's no no montana.
0: that's what i meant i was confused yeah about what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay joe Keem's like definitely doing shrooms in a forest somewhere yeah, he's probably in montana honestly like that's Okay, next guy. Uh, Alec Burks, we have him on a $6 million contract right now. I want to bring him back.
1: I, w- I would bring AB back too, man. Why not? I like that guy.
0: I would bring I like him back. That. I mean, uh, he probably was want- – he's having a great year. He's going to want more than that. We got him on a steal. Gets-
1: I don't think he gets that much more than that, though. Right, I don't because – okay, gets- That's true,
0: because he's yeah. a guy that doesn't really fit with a contender because yeah. he's ball-dominant. Right and Reggie Bullock fit. I would rather have if I'm the Lakers, I'd rather have Reggie Bullock. I would. I think
1: contenders are going to want Reggie
0: Bullock. Yeah, I agree. I would bring Burks back for nine million dollars, eight million dollars. I would one year. I would.
1: I wouldn't give Burks more than one year because I think he also has been very injury prone his entire career. So he's probably never going to get a a, like a, a long term contract. So yeah, like one year, eight nine million, no problem, no problem with that. Yeah.
0: What team will Frank be on next year? I can tell you one thing. It won't be the Knicks, Sad, sadly enough.
1: You see, I disagree with you there. Okay. I'm intrigued. And, you know I'm intrigued. And, and because I think there's a part of me that thinks that Tibbs has – Tibbs sees something in him. I don't think we know what it is yet. But I think if Frank's market is not very robust, and I, I, I think there's a chance it will, like teams will kind of want to like give him a shot. I think if 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 he's kind of comes at a bargain, I think he's back.
0: I think that's a fair fair assessment because when, I think, when we had Rose out, yeah. Tibbs would be more than happy to play EP Tibbs and quickly him. forty he minutes tonight. Uh, like he actually he likes- gave Frank some starting chances. He off the bench, the first guard off the bench yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like he. Tibbs, this hard ass or supposed hard ass, like doesn't do that if he doesn't believe in you. And exactly. doesn't see your work. He, also, work ethic.
1: he does this like he brings Frank in at the end of games to like play defense and stuff and like I don't know and and, and it might just be me being hopeful. Probably his, but I and I've heard like Begley wrote a story and said that like Tibbs privately tells people that he thinks Neil can like develop into something good in the league and like believes in him. And also, and also like also, we don't have to pay yeah. him anything. <laughs> Too. right exactly what, what's he making like for more is he making more than 5 million he's like making how,
0: 6 million right now
1: but next year i
0: mean right no well, like, next year he's, he's making 4 million
1: exactly I, also,
0: I i i see i think you have to i mean look right. if i'm the gm which i'm not i'm an 18 year old high school who's about to, high school who's about to graduate right i bring him back because i just i have loved him for so long and i still see it he'll never be the 20 and 10 guy that <laughs> i hoped since won't. day one but you are you see the kid's impact in games. You do. And he, it, it's like
1: and it it comes very scattered and sometimes he's not there, but if he really if someone tells him like this is your role, because I think he's not a point guard, like that's just not where his future is. I think he's off the ball. He also I think we would have traded him if we weren't gonna didn't have any interest in re-signing him right. the death, I'm, I'm like sure, for a second, yeah.
0: right? Right. I, I agree. I mean, there's definitely a team out there that would take him for a second, I think.
1: That's what I think too. How's Dennis Smith playing? And um He's like doing Dennis yeah, Smith probably. shit, I think. Yeah, I, I just haven't heard a thing. Oh god, man.
0: Are the shooting numbers up? rough?
1: Not actually as bad as I thought. He's just not he doesn't get that much burn. He's averaging like seven points a game. Forty percent from the field.
0: But... Okay, I mean if I were Detroit, I would rather have I would I would have rather had Frank for Dennis.
1: That's what I thought. I think I think. I think the, I, my guess is sorry, they not
0: Frank. Frank not Frank for, for Frank rather than Dennis rather for than the rose trade.
1: My guess is they wanted Frank and we said no. I think we'd rather give up. I think we were kinda of lost on Smith. But.
0: Do you sign Norvell Pell for the rest of the year? Big question. Oh no. And love do that you guy. sign Theo Pinson to a lifetime deal? Like I you have to at this yeah, point. Yeah, you
1: have to I, I would give Theo I want to give Theo like I want Theo to be on this team. Me too. <laughs> He's not a good basketball player, you know. Good, just good, good vibes, good energy. Like I love our bench. We have like that little fun, like Brooklyn Nets twenty eighteen yeah. thing going. And if we're on that
0: path, like we're looking good.
1: Oh man, yeah. I just what wish if like to...
0: Theo Pinson just is the guy that will get you stars and build culture? Like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, not... people love that. Dude. I love. I also
1: love his Instagram stories. Like that's something. I
0: him. loved dude, the moment. Yeah. Oh, he's also very active on Twitter. Like he'll be like, "Yo, the culture is great. Everything's great. Like it's awesome." I love the moment when Reggie Bullock went down the other day, and everyone rushed to him and helped him up. I thought that was so awesome, and everything. I loved it. Anyway, Obi Toppin, do you have anything you want to say about him? Yeah, let's
1: just talk about. I mean, I I think like we know. I don't. I think we know who Obi's going to be as an NBA player. I don't like think he's. I don't know. I. I don't, Let's
0: not talk I, about Obi Toppin. Everyone knows enough about Obi Toppin at this point.
1: Yeah, I just, I just, man, that's gonna be, a, that's a bad pick. It's not even like a like God, Frank. Dude, it, we, look, like, I know
0: I don't like shitting on our young guys, but golly, like, can you imagine Devin Vassell on this team right now and how perfect that would be? What?
1: You can you imagine Holly on this team right now.
0: The thing with Holly though, like, I, we're not taking quickly though. Like, I'd rather have Vassell and yeah, and quickly rather than know, like
1: though, like.
0: Like, Hallie, Hallie's a very good, good – Hallie's fun to watch.
1: I would love Vassell. I mean, yeah, Denny's terrible, though. He's Denny's been like awful. shit. Yeah. He, like, fouls But out also, like, every...
0: fair. Like to be fair, it's very hard to develop on a team with Russell Westbrook with Russell and Westbrook. Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah. I mean, just – yeah, I, I can't imagine.
0: I that. couldn't I, – I would I would retire. That sounds – yeah. That sounds awful. Anyway, I feel
1: bad I, for Obi. Like, I actually went back and I watched his college highlights last night. And I was just like literally every single point he scores is him like leaking out on the fast break and like catching the ball and throwing down a windmill or like – And his post moves are just – they're just so not great and like he hustles his ass off. He just doesn't get those easy baskets in the NBA. Like he runs down. If you watch him, he sprints down the floor every play looking for one of those passes.
0: Right, and he's always pointing up for he's the point, He
1: always wants his line. Also, to like, be
0: fair, he doesn't have that guard. That pure playmaking guard, where that will that will make those passes like that's not Peyton, that's not really Rose, and that's not quickly. So it's tough for him. Also, one thing I do want to note: he's always been a late bloomer. As I read, as I I read in this the 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 Ringer article by Kevin O'Connor, you never know. He didn't have any offers. He took a post grad year, then played really well. Went to Dayton, then redshirted. Like he he's been a late bloomer. So I know he's twenty three. Yeah, he's yeah. But like don't don't be surprised if he does the the, the Lajwan camp like that Stoudemire did when he learned all those post moves.
1: And gets and gets elite. And gets yeah. like and like he doesn't have that kind of, of body. Hey, I think I, I kinda think he does, actually. He's just, no, he's too he's too like like straight. Like his legs are like too long. Like, yeah. You know, he's not kind of, like mean, a low center of gravity. That was like power.
0: He looks uncomfortable, but it's also God, like he's he played like forty games in the NBA. He
1: just gets pushed around a lot. Like if he, every time he he posts up guards and he like can't post up
0: guards. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back and he's just jacked
1: as shit. I hope he is. Like, that would be sick. Like, I hope he gets. That's what he because he needs to be jacked. Like he 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 just gets. He's he's a tweener. Like he's too skinny. He's uh, like if he you in a were well a seven enough. foot body. Exactly. Just like long legs, long arms. Just like. I don't. He's just not like lo, no, no low set, whatever.
0: But, I'm buying every RJ Barrett moment on Top Shot.
1: Yeah, I still just do not understand what that means.
0: I'm buying one, every moment. One, I bought another one yesterday for 18 bucks. One day. I have his Rising Stars moment. I have his like eight dollar moment with like a pretty good um, serial number though. I've got a yep. couple Randalls. I've got a Mitch that that's just, like my favorite. This is like my favorite one. The Mitch, the Frank lob at Barclays to Mitch where he cocks it back. Oh, he like I bought yeah, that I one for like 160 that. bucks.
1: I love that play, and I have a Burks
0: moment that I spent like 20 bucks on. That's currently selling for like eight bucks, but I wanted to show love to my guy Burks. Uh-huh. Yeah, respect,
1: respect. If if the Kena three against the Lakers ever becomes available, we have to buy
0: every single one of them. I'm
1: Bidding, yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: yeah. You don't know the terminology yet. You have no idea what you're talking. about uh, I, I was going
1: to say like, I'm bidding. Uh... Yeah, I lost. It.
0: All right, we're done. Do you have anything else you want to say?
1: No, go next.
0: All right. Good to be back. Oh wait, we never looked ahead. Can we look ahead to tomorrow's matchup? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure
1: for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right.
0: We have the Pelicans tomorrow. Alonzo's doubtful.
1: I just, I'm scared as an ion. I'm he's Who the hell's going
0: to guard him, Taj Gibson?
1: I have no idea. It's like, you can't put Randall Six- on him. The Sixers just could not. I watched the Sixers Pelicans they played the other night. They had no answer for him. He just. Like he's I don't think anyone has there's not like a player in the league that can guard him.
0: Like the key like, is like honestly the key is is let you know Zion's gonna get his, but I mean with Lonzo out, like you gotta let yeah. you gotta live by the Eric Bledsoe threes. You gotta live with that.
1: Yeah. He just he's he's just he's he's Or like incredible. the
0: Brandon Ingram pull up mid range shots. Like you just gotta live with that. Yeah,
1: you gotta live with those. You gotta let BI like take Lonzo out of the game like Ingram is just not that good yeah he's, he's I've kind of been I've been like down. Empty he's
0: never won he's never won in the NBA no, it's no. and he's got a good team now where he should he's be in the playoffs like,
1: yeah, he's like a good mid-range jump shooter. like this
0: team should be better than the than the Much Memphis Grizzlies right
1: but I don't think SVG's is a good coach and they just don't have like like Adams that's that was such, that a, was bad such
0: a bad signing or trade, trade They I'm traded good.
1: for him and signed him to an extension.
0: Like four years, sixty four years, or something. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. It's a huge
0: deal. This is the Billy Hernan Gomez revenge game. God, He's, I'm so excited yeah, to see he Billy. Killed the Sixers. He did. Killed the Sixers. Yeah. Honestly, I think we can beat this team, though. I mean, you know that you got. Oh, this, we, I
1: think, I think we should beat this team. You got. Like, like, like but also, like,
0: you know, we've never are. been on a four game. We, we've been on multiple three game winning streaks, and we haven't hit that fourth one yet. It's not.
1: Oh, we're on the road to New Orleans,
0: the Big Easy, my future Big city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I just shut down Zion and like let Brandon Ingram pull up from like deep twos and let Eric Bledsoe shoot threes. I guess. Yeah, and then launching out I, is actually I, pretty big.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that is big. He's he's such a good player. He's such a good player. He's so underappreciated. So on. Un- he's such a good defender. Such a good passer. The three point shoot, shooting has gone miles. Yeah, like he's. I would. I would. I would. I want him on this team so bad. How much they are you giving him good? this off season? I'm throwing him a bag.
0: Like explain I am a bag. Like I, four I just, years. How much?
1: Like highest bidder. Like if it gets to four years, twenty five million per year. I am giving. I
0: it. think I am too. And I don't think that they would match that.
1: I don't think they would either. I think it's rare that like a 23 year old player that I think has the potential to be as good as he has is, as, like, as much imp- on the market. You know, I. It's I, also I,
0: like I, position of need.
1: Exactly. It's a Especially
0: if we don't bring Rose back,
1: right? And I think I don't know. I think we kind of have to change the way we play a little bit. But can you imagine him and RJ just like running down the floor in transition? Well, yeah. In mean,
0: transition, out. we wouldn't be dead last in transition points.
1: No, we would, and we shouldn't be. Like we should run. Right. We've
0: got you know with RJ and Lonzo on that team, like you should be in the top top eleven. Yeah. I'm, Even on a Tibbs but, offense, I don't care who he's coaching.
1: Basing, man, because he shoots. He shoots so well now, well. and he's such a great passer. I mean it. he would be great for Obi too. It'd be great for everyone. Great for everyone. Yeah, you'd be throwing imagine Lonzo throwing like half court lobs to Obi.
0: Give his he Obi is just a Walmart Zion.
1: Yeah. I just I believe that Zion will be or not Zion. I believe that maybe Zion will be a nick too. Fingers crossed. Hey, this but, is my
0: theory, and we're yeah. just totally rambling here. RJ's recruiting his ass. I think not, he is, but he's just, not staying when, in like, New Orleans for twenty years. When can
1: Zion go? When can because he's a restricted free agent, and then they're going to give him a Supermax. I mean, he's going to request a trade, though. He should request a trade. He won't. I mean, it's look. It might take eight years, right? But AD AD did it kind of quickly, man.
0: I don't know. Oh, I'm just looking at their whole thing right now. AD did it. Why is Zion not on this? Oh, here he is. Yeah. Look, so his contract ends up in 2023-24. Mm-hmm. They'll obviously give him as much money as he wants. But by yeah. 2026, he's requesting a trade.
1: I, I don't think he's... And he's coming to New York. York.
0: He wanted to come to New York since day one. I fucking know it. Yeah. Everyone fucking I mean, knows it. play everybody. with
1: his boy, man. Everyone's going to want to come to the Knicks. Who doesn't like, want to play with I, RJ Barrett? Play with Ooh. RJ Barrett. They want to play for Coach Tibbs. They want to play in the uh, or... I don't. I don't know if that one's true.
0: I don't know about the second Look, one. Look, yeah. Tibbs, Tibbs is one. great. He's not our coach of the future.
1: No, he's not. He's our. He's our like. He's next our Kenny week Atkinson coach, right? But I don't, Yeah, because he's the thing is though. This happens with him every single time. People just get tired of him. Like he's he overstays his welcome.
0: Yeah, and then he'll get fired. Like, yeah, but like it'll be a great run. He'll get fired out of good
1: happiness right it's just like it's time it's there's just gonna be a time for i was like
0: all right now we're bringing like this young offensive mastermind that players like and that doesn't need that doesn't need x's and o's just because we have so much talent exactly like a steve nash i guess
1: yeah someone someone like that yeah exactly like what's a
0: good steve nash comp that could be our coach that's like in the league right now is gonna retire vince carter Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: yeah maybe no clue
0: Hold on. Let me think. This is uh, actually, uh, I'm very intrigued on in this. Like it's been 43 minutes. And I know. Like, I know nobody's still listening. Uh,
1: like Chris, Chris Paul,
0: Chris Paul. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Who's like a gym rat.
1: JJ Reddick. JJ
0: Reddick's uh, interesting. Cause I think he's super smart. Don't want to be
1: a coach. I like, I, I just like JJ Reddick a lot.
0: All right. This is stupid. What are we doing?
1: Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just, yeah, we're, we're, we're wasting time. It's All been right. a while.
0: Anyway, we're excited to be part of this network. Um, the the basketball podcast network it's gonna be fun that's where you can find all these great podcasts i'm a plug like we haven't signed a contract or anything but i'm plugging them now yeah you can find these hawks celtics any all a bunch of teams some great general podcasts just about basketball and nba drafts and stuff like that there's this one that i haven't listened to yet um it's called it's just a houston rockets one that looks really fun it's called beer sports and whatever Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's gonna be like super interesting Yeah, yeah All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys uh, hopefully tomorrow after the game.